Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. like a special tribe academy but it's like training the trainers so trust me the curriculum what we've put together sometimes you go there and say the hype but it's not hype you understand so i don't even know how to say it again but there's so much in that content um and for us is to help empower you so that you can truly live the life god has called you to live so immediately after service uche ani where's uche ani uche is, uche is here the, um, the beautiful lady when you come, just look for the beautiful lady. All the ladies are beautiful, so you might get confused. But the beautiful lady with um, the hair. They all have hair. Okay, figure it out. Right, but um, Uche, just, just, just. Yeah. So Uche just returned, and we're happy to have her back after a whole year. We load her to London. She, she just got back. Right. So Uche, nice to have you back. So please fill your name. Um, we, I think the class, we can take 40 or 50 people. Once it's 40, you have to wait for three months. And, enter, and then trust me, the devil is not sleeping while you're waiting. So you, you better learn so that you can deal with him while at it. All right. Um, so um, just fill up your name. We'll do that. Setting up a committee for the tribe anniversary. To and um, Ugo will drive the committee. So let's see what the anniversary will look like. Let's try and make it colorful, guys. I just want you to close your eyes. Let's whisper a prayer. We're going into the word, but... He said, may our, the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we may know every opportunity to hear the word is an opportunity to reflect, to hear something new, to receive revelation, to receive answers, to receive instructions, to receive direction. So I don't know what specific instruction you're expecting God to, to, to you. Um, may that specific instruction come as we learn whatever specific instructions you're dealing with whatever confusion you're grappling with may resolve as you hear that sense of purposelessness meaninglessness that have plagued you from 2019 cannot make sure a flicker of of presence in your life in this 2020 so may meaning behold you may you come into that awareness that understanding of who you are in your father Out. He's alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, today we'll be talking a lot about the experience of union life. 
experiencing union life. We want to go beyond the concepts of it to talk about how to experience it in our day-to-day. Praise God. So, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, I'm going to open with my introduction to union life, how I got to know about union life, way before I met Fabi. Praise God. <laughs> so, I don't, um, there was a year Nosa, um, our own Nosa, um, released a song, I Go Stay. How many of us know the song? So, that same week, I was, um, I'm a strategy consultant, working, I was working at an agency that was handling, um, Pastor Christie's, that's Pastor Christie Oyakilome's uh, books. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That. So they have their own internal media teams, but Rhapsody of Realities and a couple of other books. So they have their own internal uh, media team, but they used to outsource a few things to that agency, that particular agency at that time. So I was stationed to stay at the healing school. I mean, Christ the has this healing school that they run you know, inter- uh, intermittently. So, I mean... <laughs> I'm, it's not like I'm a skeptic. I'm coming from a place where, in the word of faith, the emphasis is on the word. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. It's on teaching rather than on experience. So, there's a tendency for teachers, because somebody asked me a question so, uh, subsequent to our meeting yesterday, where the, my person wanted to know my thoughts on experiences generally. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So, sometimes you can come across as if we are discounting experiences. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. We are discounting um, the supernatural, for example. But what, what, what we are trying to do actually is to give you a solid ground on top of which you can now build your experience. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So nobody can be more union conscious than Jesus. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. How many of you is like, I mean, your union life is way there, as in way beyond Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's throne. You understand? So you can't be more union conscious than Jesus. But the Bible talked about Jesus praying all night. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So you can't get to a place in your union life where prayer is no longer necessary. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So the excess is like I was saying yesterday. If you stay within the boundaries of the word, you'll be fine. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. If you stay within the boundaries of the word, because we are using the same, you must understand the power of language. Abstract concepts cannot be related with without language. So the reason why we have like modern day teachers, quoting the Greek a lot, quoting Hebrew, and maybe borrowing concepts from science, is because we are trying to make you interrelate or work on abstract concepts. The, the, the faith can be abstract. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. The protection of God can be abstract to you. Provision can be an abstract concept to you. But language allows us to be able to bring it into tangibility. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. But language itself is not the gospel. So when we are talking about union life, we're going to be using words, non-dual, things like that. But if you, consciousness. But if you don't bring it within scripture, what you'll be getting from it, the gist you'll be getting away with will be totally wrong. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Non-duality outside Christ is different. The way it's been taught from the, from the East, from China, from India, is totally different from the non-duality we are talking about. Praise God. So, I, I see people abstracting concepts from Mind Valley and now trying to use that to power the gospel. It can't work. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. It can't work. However, do we need language? Yes. So, when you say a teacher quote Hebrew and Greek, don't, don't, I mean, people say things that we, at, when you hear it, it looks like it's making sense, but it's not actually making sense. You understand? You hear something like, some people, I mean, the kingdom is not about quoting Greek, or it's not about quoting Hebrew. 
It's about knowing God. What are you saying? The Bible was written, the Old Testament was written in what? In Hebrew. The New Testament is written what? In the Greek. So when we quote, we are trying to find the worldview of the writer's one. We are trying to understand the context of what is being shared. The nature of knowledge in the Hebrew culture is experiential. So we are not discounting experience. To know, according to the understanding of the, the Jewish mind, to know means to experience. You've not really known if you have not experienced it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So your belief must become your behavior. If you have not believed it, if, if you've not behaved it, you've not believed it. You are still on the journey. You can give mental assent to a truth, but if it's not showing, if it's not manifest, it has not really entered you. Praise God. So I'm talking about my introduction to union life. I mean, people talk about the miraculous, all those kinds. Of, so from far, I know that God can heal. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. But the theology of healing, of the anointing was a little bit obscure. Do we tarry? Do we command? Do I supplicate? At what point do I supplicate? At what point do I command? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So, and that's just healing. Now talk about prosperity. Now talk about protection. Now talk about getting booed up. Who do I marry? Does God have somebody specific for me? This is just an example. I mean, if there's a Toby and an Ayodele, you understand? And you have, you have a crush on both of them. And it now becomes more complicated. Both of them have asked you out at the same time. So, how are you going to process that? Are you going to find Tobi or Ayodele in the scriptures? No. And that's why we are trying to give you a solid background because the operation of union life requires a solid, a solid foundation. If you have the foundation, you can build any superstructure on it. Now, it becomes a little bit more complicated because spiritual things are personal. Hello? Let's not get distracted. Spiritual things are what? Personal. So the way you are going to experience God will be a little bit different from the way somebody else would experience God. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So I can't teach my experience as doctrine. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. And that's why when I was talking about the angelic yesterday, somebody, the question the person asked me is that, is it that I don't believe in hierarchy of angels or things like that? The hierarchy of angels. What I'm trying to say is this. If you look at the scripture, when an angel manifests to you and the gist is usually the message. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Every other thing like the name of the angel, the hierarchy of the angel is non-material most of the time. And it is usually for the person who received it. I'm going to touch on a few things because, I mean, these are some of the things getting us knotted up on the inside. You know, when you are driving with your emergency brakes on, you can imagine how the speed will look like. So you are trying to move on with life, but certain things are just getting you, you know, knotted up on the inside. Praise God. So theology of healing, let me continue with that. So theology of healing, theology of anointing, at what point do I pray? At what point do I command? When do I supplicate? What's intercession? When it comes to healing, for example. So getting to the healing school, I was just there to take pictures. I don't know if you understand that. Take pictures so that we can put it, you know, in the stuff. But then, usually when Pastor Chris comes in, he doesn't, most of the time he doesn't talk. He just comes in and he just points to people. They are down, points to people. They are down. Some other people, he stays with them. He lays hands. For some other people, he speaks to them. So I was like, what is governing? Is there a principle or is it arbitrary? Praise God. Now, the one that shocked me 
was when he stopped all of a sudden and he wanted to just it took about five minutes to talk about the power of God like he was teaching and how the power of God sometimes is a function of your own prerogative it's a function of your own choice I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now it just took a minute like five minutes to explain that then he said something <laughs> because that got me interested because the person he was standing in front of had polio this, this is like a 50 year old lady who had never worked, as in from the time she had polio, maybe like from the from age three. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So the legs were rubber legs. I don't know. Have you seen rubber legs before? Very small, as in very small. They can't carry her weight. But standing in front of that lady, he felt impressed. Maybe it's for me, because from that time my life never <laughs> remained the same. And he looked to, towards the congregation and was like, Are you ready? Are you ready? I was like, I should be asking you whether you are ready. I should be asking you whether you're ready. Did you, have you charged up? Did you say a short prayer under your breath? Have you thought of whether, what would happen if it doesn't work? So I should be asking you whether you're ready. But that introduced me to the prerogative of man when it comes to the miraculous. Are you ready? And all of a sudden, <laughs> he just touched the lady with his foot and she took off running. Let me tell you, from the Indian school, uh, somewhere around Billings Way in Ikeja, I cried. Uh, my, my office was in Okwebi at that time. I, I cried. I mean, I've preached the gospel. I've done stuff. But I just, I just kept crying. I was just crying. I just left their instruments with them. I just, I just, I just went, went to the office crying. What was impressed in my heart is the distance between where I am in my faith. As in, will he ever become real to me? That's, that was the question I had in my heart. Will I ever become, look at when, when Naaman, the leper, how many of you have read this story before? When Naaman, the leper, uh, went to his own king, you know, at the instance of um, the, the help that suggested that probably he should go to Israel to get healed. When he went to his own king, he was like, okay, there's somebody, there's a prophet, I've heard of a prophet in Israel that can get me healed. The king contacted Israel's king and Israel's king got distressed. That this guy is trying to fight me. How can, you, how can you be so sure about healing? Praise God. Even though Israel's, Israel kings understood that Elisha was a prophet, but he wasn't so sure about whether Naaman's case could be, could be resolved. Now, Elisha, you should, you should read the story. You should read, let me tell you, when you read about the Old Testament guys and identification, union life is not a New Testament thing. Praise God. The fullness of union happened after the death and the burial of Christ. The fullness of union. But union life is not a New Testament thing. It has always been the plan. God has always ceased to express himself through man. So what the Old Testament guys had was a promissory note. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. A promise. A promise. A promise of union. So when they were looking for the Messiah, they were looking for heaven coming to earth. Not we going. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. God becoming one with us. And by a promissory note, go and check the Old Testament saints. What you will see there is conviction. You don't see people talk the way we talk. I mean, when we, when we talk about prayer, there's some level of conviction. When a man is anointed, for example, when they pour that oil, that physical thing, in the Old Testament on somebody, he knows that he's no longer the same. He's persuaded. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. He's persuaded. So talking about Naaman, when the king of Israel got distressed, Elisha told the king, tell the guy to come, he will be healed. 
I was like, how can you be so sure? You know, the way we live now, we know too much. <laughs> Any topic, you know, there's something called information overwhelm. You understand? You know, if you know too much, sometimes it will be difficult to have convictions about anything. Sometimes we have opinions about everything. You are so opinionated that you have no convictions. Praise God. And that is what we are trying to do. We are trying to divest from multiple information. There's just one message. It is the message of Christ. And it's the message of union. If you have that solid background, you can build anything on top of it. And what we are trying to emphasize is that what you build will be different from mine. I shouldn't indoctrinate you with my own experience. I should, let me tell you, I was giving Jesus Christ as an example. Jesus Christ is in union. But union life makes you pray more rather than less. The day you discover union life, you should pray more rather than less. If you used to fast three days a week, union life empowers you to be able to go seven days. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Union life is like a catalyst. It charges up your entire experience. But a, the experiential part is a personal thing. That's what I'm trying to make people a little bit careful. So we would have, will people experience angels? Yes. But most of the time, your, the way you experience angels would be different from the way somebody else would. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. The way you experience divine protection, for example, or provision, will be different. People can follow your formula and it will work. Jesus Christ never did the same miracles as he did address the same problem the same way. There were lepers he spoke to. There were lepers he touched. What was different? The operation of union life. Praise God. Praise God. So we are trying to make you, we are trying to make you divest a little bit. Just for a while, not permanently. Just from a while from experiential theology. But to now bring you back to experience. Let me tell you, if truth has not been experienced, it is not truth. It has to be experienced. The protection is not a concept. Protection is something what? You experience. Praise God. Healing is not a concept. It's, it's something you experience. But it's better you understand healing, the theology of healing from scripture. Then allow God to work with you dynamically, organically. There are people, when I stand before them, I can see what is wrong with them. There are some other people, when I stand, I hear. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. There are some other people I'm led to touch. And I've seen that usually I can't premeditate. All I do is to prepare myself. I prepare myself and allow God to watch outshine himself as he deems fit. The prerogative is that I know they will be healed. That's my own prerogative. That if I show up, God will show up. Praise God. So that interrelationship is what we're trying to emphasize generally. So, just um, if, you, if you guide, because that's not my message, if you guide to truth, truth is dialectic. Dialectic is a fancy pants expression for two sides of the same coin. Praise God. The nature of truth is as usually, it's going to look, when you look at the entire body of truth, it may look contradic contradictory at times. Praise God. So example, the Bible says, love not the world or things in the world. So if that's the first message you heard. And all, the next Sunday you come and they say, God so loved the world. It becomes a little bit more confusing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Uh, the Bible says, Jesus said, receive the kingdom as a child. Paul, coming on the scene, said, in understanding, don't be a child. So who do we go with? The, the key, that's the next point. The key is that the word of God is contextual. 
the context of Paul is different from the context of what? Jesus. And that's why you can't attract, you can't just take one scripture from the Bible and build a doctrine around it. It has to fit the entire corpus. It has to fit the entire body of truth. So when we say the spirit of Christ or union life, union life and the spirit of Christ is the same thing. Praise God. If you're looking for union life, just look for the operation of Christ across the Bible. Praise God. So another nature of truth, like I said, is contextual. Truth is contextual. Truth is also Christocentric. Christ-centered. It is also Christotelic. Christ is also the destination of that truth. Your truth shouldn't lead you outside Christ. I mean, no, there should, I mean, you know life should not make me go and create a cult, for example. Because we want to now be the fraternity of the God kind. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So there are words we hear, but the word still tends to Jesus. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Non-duality has to be non-duality in Christ. Praise God. Non-duality doesn't mean, when we say non-dual, that the believer's life is non-dual. Your secular life and your spiritual life have become integrated. Praise God. But we are talking about it from God's own point of view. In the reality of God, there's neither Jew nor Greek. What we have is what? The new creation. Paul went far. Paul said, there's neither male nor female. What we have is the new creation. Now, if you now, you are a believer. You now say, okay. What I'm getting, the gist of that scripture is that there's neither male nor female. So I can marry a man just like I can marry a woman. You are going far. So natural things still have duality. Natural things, as even as a believer, when I'm dealing with life, natural life, there's duality. There's male and female. There are good people and there are bad people. If I'm signing a deal, I have to make you sign. My, Fred is my brother. Our word is our bond. But when we, are, <laughs> when we are transacting business, we know we are non-dual. When we are transacting business, we will still have to sign. Praise God. Because sometimes you can just forget your promises to people. You understand? So I'm just trying to explain that if you don't factor it in if you don't stay within the boundaries of scripture, most of the time you will veer off. You will veer off. This union life can, you, you see, union life has suffered. Union life has always been, been attributed, people have always attributed all kinds of things to union life. Once people understand their union with God, it has led to all kinds of stuff. But what keeps you together is what? Scripture. Let me tell you, the grace is, there's nothing like grace that is not hyper grace. The grace of God is scandalous. You don't want to know how far the grace of God will go. Praise God. But are you now supposed to test the limit of God's grace? Paul said no. Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? He said no. That's why I'm saying that it's about context. If the understanding of union life is making you test the boundaries of grace, then you don't get the gist. You don't get the gist. You've not truly understood it. Praise God. So I'm talking about experience. Let's read um, John 5:39. John chapter 5:39. So I want to move from this to experience. I haven't had a solid but I mean you want you want to understand the word. The word should shouldn't also end as a concept to you. John 5:39. You you diligently study the scriptures because you think by them you possess what 
eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about what? About me. So I'm going to ask a question. It's not a trick question. There's an answer to my question. Praise God. What is the difference between the scriptures and the Bible? And what's the difference between the scriptures, the Bible, and the word of God? There's an answer. Answers to what I'm saying. So it's not a trick question. But when I ask questions like this, I'm just trying to make our understanding a little bit clearer. Praise God. There is a context where you can use them interchangeably. Praise God. But there's another context where you cannot use them interchangeably. There is a key. So that key is the differentiator. But I want people to suggest what that differentiator could be. What's the difference between when you say scriptures, or when you are thinking Bible, or when you're thinking Word of God? Okay, please go. Behind it. Fantastic. Any other contribution? Okay. What she said, what she said is that the scriptures will be the letters. Um, the Bible will be the compilations of scriptures. Then the word of God is the spirit or the life behind the scriptures. Any other contribution? It's the gospel. Okay. Okay, say it again, please. Say it again for the benefit of everybody. I think the scripture has to do more with the gospel. Okay. Because the gospel in the sense, like, the book of John, this, that, uh, what Jesus Christ, um, certain messages Jesus Christ tried to pass. Then the Bible in general has to do, like, good stories, the proverb, the psalm, like, trying to, um, like, the general story okay. as a whole. Okay. And the scripture. Then the word of God. <laughs> Word of God, everything in the Bible is the word of God. <laughs> but the scripture, the scripture, no, the scripture. No, you tried. I mean, that was, let's give you, let's yeah, give Any other contribution, sir? Okay. Okay. Scripture? Okay, yeah, so the scripture is all the word that the Hebrews first and those in the New Testament considered to be word given by God. So okay. the Bible says all scripture is written for reproof and so that's what the scripture is. Okay. All the words they are, they are given to live by. Okay. They are written down or have been passed down by oral tradition. By oral, oral okay. tradition. Now, the Bible is the words that have been compiled to make the book that we have now, the 66 books that we have now. Okay. And the word of God is literally the word of God. So in the Bible, we have words that are from God. Okay. The word of God came onto social persons. Yes. Okay. Then it comes to people also as you read the word. Okay. So whatever the word of God is, is normally a specific um, direction, instruction at a specific time for a specific person or okay. people. That's Fantastic. All right. All right. So let me just sum it up because... We still have a long way to go. So, the scriptures, I mean, there's, there's an element of truth that's, uh, there's a recording decimal across what we've, we've all shared. The scripture is actually a subset of the Bible. Praise God. The Bible is the entire compilation. 
praise God. But this is what I'm now trying to highlight. When Paul was quoting scriptures, he was quoting the books the Hebrews had before the epistles. When Paul was talking about Timothy, the fact that Timothy, you've all, from a young age, you've known the holy scriptures. He was talking about what, what they had. So the way to look at it is this. It's just, what I'm trying to say is just for explanation purposes. Hello, it's not... <laughs> What's the opposite of it? <laughs> I'm using it for, in an illustrative purpose, for a reason. It's not prescriptive, praise God. It's not definitive. Hello, hello, even though I'm right. But you know, when it comes to theology, people have different thoughts. But try and get the gist. The gist is this. Paul quoted the scriptures. When the disciples were threatened, you know, after they were flogged, Acts chapter 4, they quoted the scriptures in their prayer. Praise God. They quoted Psalm 2. Jesus himself quoted what? Scriptures. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So, the scriptures were all that God had revealed. All that had been written. That the Hebrews had before the epistles began. Now, the epistles, what you need to understand is this. This is where my emphasis is going. The epistles were a revelation of the scriptures. Paul, Peter, and the other apostles were trying to give us the gist of the scriptures around a new personage, around Christ. They were trying to interpret all of scripture around the Christ event. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. What makes the epistles different is that epistles and the scriptures are not opposites of each other. I'm trying to show you a single thread. The revelation of Christ is not just in the New Testament section of the Bible. The revelation of Christ is from the beginning till the end. But we needed the apostles to come and reinterpret all the scriptures in the light of Christ. In the Bible, not everything is the word of God like he was sharing. The word of God, the original meaning, we don't have enough time to unpack it, but just trust me. <laughs> just trust because I'm going somewhere and it's going to help you understand it. The word of God has to do with the message. Let me tell you, the word of God is living and active. The word of God is a person. And that's why he was saying that you read the scriptures as if by scriptures you can get eternal life by the letter. You can't get eternal life from the letter. The letter testifies of me. From the letter we can know the word. The word is a person. At the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It's a person. But in the operation of it, Rematos, because that's what you will see. Rematos Christo, the word of God. It's actually the message of Christ or the proclamation of Christ. It's a quickened experience. When you say you get the, when, when the word of God came to Elijah, they could act on it. You can't act on scripture. Praise God. If you saw that Jesus Christ walked on water and you take it literally, it might not pan out. And that's why I'm talking about experiencing the word. Praise God. When you take the scriptures, what you want to encounter is the personage or the office of Christ. You want to meet Jesus. You want to encounter the person. And it is a quickened thing. It's a living thing. If it comes on you or in you or moves in you, it would work all the time. Praise God. You can act on it. Dispensations can be shaped by the word. Your entire aeon, your entire season 
can take a new characteristics based on the word. Your finances can take a different shape, can metamorphose by the word. The word is a personage. Yes, it's Christ, but I'm trying to emphasize the living dimension. It's a living thing. It's a living thing. And that's why we still word our relationship with God. You can't read, let me tell you, most of the theologians we have, we're not born again. Most of the books I read to understand the Greek and the Hebrew, we read, I mean, I'm talking about doctors of theology. You know, from Yale, from Princeton and Co. They are not born again guys. They are just Hebrew scholars. Their own job is to look at what did Jesus mean when he said this. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. And that's why they were able to show us that there were many messiahs in the time of Christ. There were many people who claimed to be a messiah. The in thing then was to be a messiah. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So Jesus Christ had to differentiate himself somehow. Somehow. When Peter was going to testify of Christ, he said, and Christ was like, okay, you guys can go. I mean, when he said it, they should eat his flesh and blood. You know? And people started deserting him. And Jesus Christ, you guys can also go. Peter said something. He said, where do we go? You have the words of life. It was a living thing. Jesus would say this many times. He said, I thought Jesus Christ was extra. Identification makes you come across as a little bit extra. Whether you're introvertish or not, it doesn't matter. When the word moves in you, you'll be off. A little bit. I'm serious. Because Jesus would say things that are, especially if you want to understand union life, the operation on union life, just read the, the, the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, the emphasis was on the sayings of Christ. The sayings, I am this, I am that. I am the resurrection, I am the way, I am the truth. Things like that. Praise God. So he had words that were alive, that were living. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. And in, in getting you know life to work for you, you have to move a little bit away from just concept. Concepts are important. We need to understand our union with God. So we will teach it. You can only go as far as your concept. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. You can only go as far as your understanding. So you need to understand the concept of it. However, you now need to press in. You, know, you understand? When I talk about my experience with, um, at the healing school, I'm, I'm not in Christ University, but it shook my world. It, it scattered my theology about healing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. It scattered my theology about miracles. That I have to tarry, I have to wait. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. That I have to beg. That I cannot set the time for my change, for example. That I cannot draw a line in the sand. Just like Elijah did. I say, you guys will see stuff you've never seen before. It scattered my theology. And God began to move me in what I call the prerogative of the man in Christ. The choice of the man in Christ. The choice of the man in Christ to bring God on the scene all the time. To bring God on the scene in his craft, in his work, in his profession, and all those kind of stuff. And it took me a while to Because I sat on it. Praise God. I sat on it. This thing cannot just be all dual union life for me. It can't just be all dual, You understand? Oneness with God. Dual, I mean, you say it all the time. Nothing is happening. No. No. As I said, union life should make you press. Why say Jesus Christ will pray? His, his, his morphology will be, will, be, will be transformed. His countenance will be, will be changed. Prayer changes you, not God. In Christ, God has given us 
all things. But you now begin to boil yourself inside that thing. You boil yourself inside it. You boil yourself until you begin to smell of it. You let it rise in you. Let me tell you, if you are full of God, you will spring a leak at some point. It will leak out. It will leak out in your expressions. It will leak out in your words. And we are still pressing. What I'm just trying to say is that I'm trying to factor it within our human experience. If you can't, when I was talking about fasting the other time, I wasn't diminishing fasting at all. I'm saying, if your work will not allow you to fast dry, skip a meal. Just like Martin Luther said that, I mean, if you can't run, work. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. So my emphasis is always on the anthropology of faith. Faith exists within the human experience. Faith is not an abstraction. So I will always tell people, okay, if you can't fast dry, skip a meal. I had a very busy week during our fast, communal fast. I was skipping meals at night to recalibrate because I still have to what? Boil myself in it. Praise God. It has, to, it has to work. For the things God wanted to do in 2020, I had to what? Boil myself in it. You pray in tongues until you have an heightened because consciousness is not a permanent thing. Consciousness cannot be stored. Consciousness has to be used. When that thing comes on you, that it's time to heal. You, if you go and sleep, <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, you have an impression to pray for somebody. That is the time to pray for that person. Excuse yourself from the gist and go and pray. It comes on you. Once it comes on you, the time to act has come. The word of God lives with us daily. It's like arm in arm. We are walking together. So when you have the impression, it's time. Jesus Christ was invited to the feast. Like, they should go. My time has not yet come. When the time came, we moved. Lazarus, uh, Martha, and Mary called him. I'm trying to give you context. Because I'm trying to show you how it works. Union is in motion. But there's a dynamic to it. And usually that dynamic is personal. What you need to fix is your routine. You fix your starting rituals during the day. How you start your day. Fix how you keep in touch with God during the day. The rest will take care of itself. Your prophetic experience will take your DNA. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Your natural makeup. So I don't need to... I can study prophecy by anybody, but in expressing it, it will take my own DNA. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. It will work according to my own makeup. As an introvert, I'm not very pushing, but there was a day, <laughs> I don't know if I said, there was, um, I, I, I shook, um, Toby, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. I shook Toby um, in December. I just shook his hands, and all of a sudden, I saw stuff. But I didn't know Toby. I've never interacted with him. So when he leaned in, I mean, um, chatted me up, I, <laughs> I posed it as a question. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Your prophetic gift, I don't need to say the Lord told me. I don't need to say that. You see, truth is absolute, but our appreciation of truth is progressive. The revelation of God is absolute. I can trust God, but my own self-understanding is progressive. So I might miss it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. I might miss it. It may be something else. That was coming up. And you need to be that flexible. You are not hard on yourself that you missed it. It's a growth process. We are growing in Christ. Praise God. But at the same time, I won't stop myself from exercising it. 
I don't know if you understand the, the dynamic. It's when you put when you put yourself on a pedestal. That's when you you it becomes difficult for you. You are trying to put on a show. That's when it becomes difficult for you. This thing is not as difficult as we think it is. Just live for God. Let God be all He can be through you. There's a Francis Chan who thinks of who pioneers things like, or is an icon of. Um, um, faceless and nameless. But they say, they say and it, I, for him to do that, he resigned from a mega church to do what he's doing. Praise God. But they say Bill Johnson, who is leading a mega church and has given us Bethel, has given us the music we have. Praise God. So, which one is serving God? Both are serving God. I'm making you diverse from all the, most of the chatter eh, we have, they are not material. The syllabus has been given to you. You've not worked in your own syllabus. You are now doing macro analysis on the body of Christ. Reamboke died, and people were like, see, see person. See how many souls he won? Millions. And they were now comparing him with Kenneth Copeland. Some people are driving private jets. But see, this is the gospel. But this is the same man that said the major contributor to their ministry was Kenneth Copeland. So the macro analysis is not necessary. What God will flesh out through me as words, as thoughts, as actions, as ideas, as concepts, as strategy, as a business, as a ministry, will be different from what he's going to flesh out from you. You know life doesn't mean your own personality has now been subsumed into God. You now have no color. No. You know life expresses itself based on your own personal DNA. The diversity is kept even though we are in Christ. So, I should not be of Paul or of Apollos. All things are mine. So, a Todd White can bless me. A Pastor Chris can bless me. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Because the message is the message of Christ. What I'm looking for when I'm listening to people is revelation of Christ. God's dealings with me in grace. That's what I'm looking for. Once you understand the gist, it's easier for you to flitter. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. There's a particular girl that used to be my wife's friend. She's always dreaming dreams. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was talking, that's why I said, when I talk, sometimes I'm trying to emphasize. So it may look like I'm de-emphasizing something. Praise God. But I am big on experience. And that's why I've explained to you that if the truth is not experienced, it's not truth. So let's get that out of the way. Praise God. Now, so if you have dreams, if you have dreams, for example, in, in the light of what we have shared, if you have dreams, there are some dreams that don't make any meaning. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. The dreams that make meaning, the Bible calls them night vision. You are seeing the message. Check Daniel. Check Peter. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. When God interrupted their, their day to day and gave a vision or a trance, it is, it is usually in tandem with the message. So, I mean, people would, <laughs> people would come to me and say, oh, they, they, they saw, um, someone was giving me a word that I'm supposed to be preaching in there. I was like, no. No. And that's what I'm trying to say. Let me tell you, if you don't, if you don't understand the role of experience eh, or how this thing works, you'll be a slave to, to, to other people's persuasion. That somebody says something so... 
powerful. It doesn't mean it should govern your life. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Usually when God speaks to another person, it will be a confirmation of what he has already told you. Now, if it's not a confirmation, just write it down. If there's no confirmation, there's no need to act. Praise God. If there's no confirmation, there's no need to act. And we should not be afraid of the will of God. If God says I should go to a prayer, let me tell you, eh, a prayer will be fine. I will be fine. So I'm not, I'm not picking, up, picking out a prayer specifically. I'm just saying God has not shared anything like that with me. If you come and say, don't travel, I saw blood. I saw blood. Let me tell you. You'll be getting knotted up on his side over nothing if you don't fix the word, the word the, your relationship with God's word, your revelation of Christ. Praise God. If God gives you a dream, let me just throw this one out there and move forward. If God gives you a dream and it's a warning dream, if God is trying to warn you, there will be an element of faith left with the dream. By their fruit, we shall know them. The fruit of God's message is peace. Is faith. When you wake up in your dream and you are, off, you are puffing, you understand? You are sweating. There's nothing to eat. It's an overactive imagination. Praise God. I'm telling you the truth. I can't tell how many times I've seen folks, like my, my own person, my family, maybe blinded or, let me tell you, the devil stopped giving me bad dreams when he saw that I gave it no attention. And I'm giving you a true life experience, a true life. I don't have bad dreams. When my wife used to have bad dreams, all I did was to teach the word. And it stopped. If she dreams a dream, it's a useful I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If she dreams, there will be a message. The devil will toy with you if he can. So I'm saying all this because sincerely, union life, or it's, union life is tangible. It can be experienced. However, ex we, our experience follows the word or follows the spirit of the word. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So for example, when, when we're talking about marriage, you can't find the name of who to marry specifically in scripture. But if you have been training yourself in union life, the spirit of the scripture will part the waters. There will be a parting asunder of the two names in front of you. <laughs> Specifically, prayer works. I just want to throw this one also out there. Prayer works by changing the events around you. Something, what's the tremendous power of a righteous man makes the, um, what's it called now? Effect, yeah, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. He's talking about the multidimensionality of that power. It will enter your life and just stir things up. Situations will happen and people will just fall out. If you, sincerely, if you fix your walk with God, a lot of your issues will be solved by themselves. The, God, uh, um, the Bible talking about the kingdom of God, how it works, was saying in Mark 4, that the kingdom of God is as if a man will cast seed in the ground and it will by itself bring fruit. The earth, life yields according to what we are planting and the seed is the word. It's the rematos Christo. It is living. It's the letter. And that's why the Jews will put words on their mouths. Meditation eh, is not pondering. It's not, it's not like... There's contemplative practice. It has its own use. But that's not meditation. Christian meditation... You are muttering the word. Praise God. He told Joshua 1.8. What I'm saying is from scripture. Joshua 1.8. Meditate on it day and night. Do not let the words depart from your mouth. If you are not saying it, you are not meditating. Praise God. If you are not saying it, you are not meditating. 
And I'm saying if you fix, do you know all the recommendation God gave to Joshua? All the, all the instructions, all was for him to meditate. That task of taking people across the Jordan, that task of giving them their inheritance, one single recommendation, meditate. Fix your routine morning and night. All of life will take care of itself. You will vibe positively with some people and you will vibe negatively with some people and you will know what to do. I don't need to buy on people's personal recognition. You may not know what to do. No Lagos. Eh? <laughs> Packaging is a major thing. So people will say stuff to you. But if you fix your routine, life will, the, the, power, the power is dynamic and it's working. It will move and the person will say something that goes, just rubs you off the wrong way. And you make your decision and you're saved. Praise God. So union life not audio is practiced. And it makes us do more than the natural man. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. We pray more. We, we speak in tongues. We meditate more. We see. We see stuff. Praise God. Praise God. Talking about union life, two concepts in the Bible. We have the spirit within and we have the spirit upon. Praise God. So in the Old Testament, Talking about the future, Ezekiel gave a prophecy. Ezekiel talked about the, the will of the Father to change our nature. He said, I will give them a new earth, new earth, and I will put my spirit within them. So, in union life, the spirit of God is our nature. Praise God. The spirit of God is our nature. That's the spirit within. So, the spirit within covers everything that has to do with our own identity. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. But then Joel came. When Joel come, came on the scene, he was talking about the spirit upon. Let me tell you, anything within me cannot be seen. Hello? Anything within me cannot be seen. But anything upon me can be seen. So the spirit upon is the manifestation of the spirit in the New Testament. So when he talked about the spirit upon in Joel 2, he was saying, they will prophesy. They will see visions. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So you can put all the manifestation of the spirit, you know, under that. How we experience the word is that the spirit within must be enlivened. The spirit must come upon. Praise God. The spirit must come upon. And if you check the Bible, it's not manifestations in plural of the spirit. It is manifestation of the spirit. One is singular in the Greek. The unveiling of what is inside you. The gifts of the spirit are endowments. The way we used to look at it is that we think the spirit of the gift of the spirit are things that are alone. I mean, God just lends us to us when we need it. Praise God. The gift of the spirit are what endowments. They are the endowments of your recreated spirit. So the unveiling of it is what we call the manifestation of the spirit. However, when it manifests, the way it will manifest in you or in your in your context, what of wisdom might be what is more appropriate at that time. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Everything can work in you. Settle that first and foremost. Everything. What you need is teaching. What you need is what? Teaching. Walking, walking of miracles. Once you are born again, the Spirit of God, that is your nature. Because it's the same Spirit. Do you know that when people go born again in the Acts of Apostles, they don't have a second experience where you now need to say, okay, have you, have you pray, do you pray in tongues? They, some people go born again and they started speaking in tongues the same day. Do you know what's different? Teaching, expectation. You can get people saved and immediately they start speaking in tongues and prophesying. 
it is what you understand as the minister. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Because it's the same spirit. That same spirit comes upon or is unveiled. But this is where I want to wrap up. Manifestation of the spirit is a faculty. The, the, Paul used charismata, which is grace gifts, a gift from God. However, the emphasis of charismata is that it's an endowment. You can bring it on the scene as, as required, on demand, which is where I started from. When I look at Pastor Chris, I was like, how can a man know when a change would happen? It is exercise. Praise God. The more you exercise yourself, and as I said, if you boil in it, it will stay. Spiritual senses are exercised by the reason of use. One of the reasons why we, as a, as a hobby, you should pray for other people, is that when you pray for other people, spiritual gifts begin to what? work. Sometimes you are too close to your own issues to know when God is moving. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. You are too, you are too inside the, the issue. So, but if you shift the attention a little bit and start praying for other people, gifts will begin to work in you. Impressions will begin to come. And this is how you grow. You have to exercise it. Praise God. So the last thing I would like to... <laughs> okay. Acts 26. Acts 26. Sorry, Acts 13. Let's go to Acts 13 instead. Acts 32. Praise God. Praise God. Acts 13, 32. Acts 13, 32. We tell you the good news. What God promised our fathers. Go ahead, please. We tell you the good news. What God promised our fathers. 33. He has fulfilled for us. Their children by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. All the promises are now yes and amen. All that has been promised to anybody in scripture, he has what? Fulfilled for us, their children. They walked by a promissory note. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. Everything, let me tell you, Abraham conceived by the promise of Christ. He wrote, just the fact that Christ is coming, just the fact that God is going to become a man was enough to, re, to restore somebody's age. How much more when Christ has come? My challenges are as dead as my sin. Praise God. My challenges are as dead as my sin. Death is as dead as my sin. Let's just say a, a short word of prayer. Just go ahead and speak to that age. All, 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 all that has been promised to our fathers have been fulfilled for us. We live in the day of fulfillment. We live in the day of fulfillment. We live in the day of fulfillment. Just go ahead and, and just speak to that issue. We live in the day of fulfillment. My challenges are as dead as my sins. We live and walk in the newness of life. I just wanted to zero in on just one issue. 
something that has been long-standing, what you want dealt with, and begin to just direct, just direct your prayers towards it. Begin to pray in tongues. All has been accomplished. All, all, all has been accomplished. We just need the spirit to move. You need the spirit within to come upon. You need an unveiling of that which is already yours. You need an unveiling of that which is already yours. Draw a line in the sand and say, today, this is done. Draw a line in the sand and say, today, this is resolved. It's built on the words Jesus said, I am my father one. And in John 15, he spoke about the branches and the vine. And in the mind of Jesus, he was not someone that was separate from God. He was someone that was one with God. And he saw himself always with God. He said, all that you see me do is all that my father has approved. I am my father one. If you've seen me, you've seen my father. But it's no less true of you. You are more like God than you know. You are more like father than you know. So we are inviting you to embrace the truth of who you are in God. So what does it mean when you're one with God? Our understanding is that prayer is an activity. Prayer is a life. We live live with our father we don't come to church we bring church because it's not outside of us we are the church when you understand that you're one with god you don't need any external prophet alone to validate they can correspond they can compliment but you're a prophet of your life and god's words in your mouth is as powerful as his words in his own mouth so you can speak his words like you can speak to things around your life we cannot in our generation we cannot continue to have less manifestation so you are talking about the other pastors they did things for god they took on territories they prayed for the sick and we, we want to just do logical christianity there is no logical christianity there is a supernatural life unfolding we cannot limit god by expectations we cannot be too sophisticated for manifestation you must give room for the supernatural there is a place where every medicine can stop but miracle can go further so we cannot take medicine and not expect the miraculous. It will be nothing. Christianity is nothing without that. If we just reduce Christianity to say, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, you can speak the miraculous. You can lay hands on the sick. You can raise the dead. We will not expect less. Right? Even if you have not seen it. If I is saying we stand in it because we're earning the glory. So we, we cannot take the shame if it doesn't work. But it will work. Right? So don't put yourself under the, under the pressure. It will work. But this year, take no chances for your life. We have been talking about your thought process. Reclaim your thoughts from culture and put it in Christ. Like whatever you reclaim your thoughts from your story, reinterpret it with the word. So whatever you're living with, even if you're coming from a place where they say you there is a generational cost, reinterpret it. There is a generational blessing in Abraham. That is by far superior and more accurate of who you are in Christ. Except you're not in Christ. If you're in Christ, understand it. The generational cost is only as powerful as you operationalize it with your thoughts. So your thoughts are self-fulfilling prophecies. What you believe, you become. So you cannot give room for the negative. So just touch your head and begin to speak that, Father, 
my mind, my mind will be the mind of Christ. It will align with you. It will come into all that you invited me to participate. I am a partaker of your divine nature. I share in the abundance of Christ. Therefore, there is no scarcity. I share in the grace of Christ. Therefore, there is no lack. I live in the abundance. I live in the overflow. You cannot fail. Your life cannot fail. There is no failure without your permission, right? If you, if you think that your business will not work, you're permitting it more to work. There is no failure if you don't permit it. So we curse every negativity, every negative thought that is laying hold on our minds, every stronghold that have become fetish and walls, militating and reducing you to your experience. But more than that, portrait of his grace 2020 your life will speak of his magnificence of his abundance there is no lack now I want to pray for a few people please move this one move this one so here I am you you believe strongly that there is a cause holding you back Trust me, there's only, you need only one prayer of deliverance. And today we are doing that one. If you feel strongly that you've seen a pattern in your life where just when you're supposed to get the job, you fall sick. And then you miss out on the job. And then when you're well, you're, no, no interview will come. The moment you fall sick, interview will come. And it's as though there is something just playing out in a circle in your life. Maybe you're coming from a place where you've seen something play out in your father, in your grandfather, in your uncles. You've seen something play out in your mother, in her sisters. And you're afraid that maybe when it's time to have children, you may not. Or when it's time to be married, you may not. The devil is as powerful as you believe. But those things are just mirage. They are illusions. They are not as real as you think they are. But we cannot be too sophisticated to become superstitious. We know that the devil is real, but we take care of him in one prayer. So today we want to take a chance, right? Let's begin this 2020 by nailing it. Anything that you think has cost you the circle of shame, the circle of failure, today just come out. We're going to lay hands, we're going to stretch hands, and we're going to decree that blessing of God upon your life that there is no more shame, there is no more second losses. There, no, 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 no. We operationalize the world, the union life. We live in the abundance, we live in the plenty. Just come out, come out. Let's pray with you. What are all in it? What are saying? What's saying, Lord? You have the victory. You have the victory in our lives, Father. No cycle is bigger than your name. No depression. No struggle. Nothing stands in your light. Nothing stands in your light. So we confirm your kingship in their lives in our lives. Questions, if you have any, um, so we can move on. Two quick questions. In all that we've shared, if there was something in your heart you wanted to ask or clarify, don't forget. On this, this Tuesday, we're starting um, a new Bible class called Officers' Mess, and it's really about humanetics as well, learning how to interpret the Bible for yourself, giving you the framework for understanding Scripture, so you cannot have 
you cannot be swayed on any side, right? You, you understand who you are. It solves your issues of identity, solves your worldview problems, solves your ideological blocks, solves your nightmares. Nightmares are a product of lack of understanding of identity. If Christ didn't have nightmares, right, he was always in the Father. The devil didn't have a chance to even bring bad dreams. So we want to bring, this class is deliberate, and it's even bigger than that, right? Because what we're doing at the tribe, we believe that God has called us for economic impact as much. So it's not just winning souls. So, like the entrepreneurs that will come from here will alter the landscape of Nigeria forever. Like it is a prophecy, the thing has come. You understand? That's why we are aching. When you want to settle down and be doing small, not here. This is a place where you're taught to scale. The only cost on your life is cost of success. Go succeed. You understand? Nothing else. So here, this class is about re-engineering the, 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 your DNA, the success DNA inside of you. It's God for whom all things are possible. Like the God whom we represent, the God who we have become one with, is not a God that is a sub subject to his circumstances. He has given us the capacity to co-create reality. You're not waiting for people to create reality and you live in the reality they create for you. You create the reality because he has given you a mind, imagination and a will. That is all you need in your life, imagination and a will. And then the seal of the Holy Spirit bring you into partnership with the divinity, that the trinity. So you create with God, you're a partner on earth. God needs men that will take over things. If you want to do something in education, please, let's talk. But by all means, this year, the course is actually expanded to help you accommodate. It's not just narrow worldview. We are reclaiming words. Jesse was saying we should reclaim theology, but so are we reclaiming consciousness. We are reclaiming cosmic. There are certain words that the church has thrown away because they could not understand it. But those words were invented by God. They mean something. To deny them is to deny the blessings of those words for your life. By bringing them back, giving you better understanding. So three months after, the you that you know now, the you that will come out of it. Don't say we are too intellectual. It's not. Open your mind. You understand? So anybody that says this is too intellectual, don't be saying it's too intellectual. You, you went to school. So just stay there and then study more. Honestly, do you know if you, if you assume that gospel is not, the gospel should not be like this. See, there's a place for love you. The Father loves you. There's grace. That days when, when your God is deconstructing things in your life to open the vistas for you to see who you are. Your concept of reality changes. Your language also changes. So the words you'll be using, Insta blog might not show up in a while. You understand? You might not realize there's no Malian in your dictionary. Those things are not erased. You're not, you're having new words. You're having new words of scale, of blessing, of innovation, of creating, of invention. Those are the words that speak of the truth of who you are. Um, Praise the Lord. Um, so we're going to take our offering now. Uh, there are envelopes on the chairs. And uh, if you'd like to do a transfer, the account number will be displayed on the screen. So we're going to just take a few minutes, take the offerings, and then I'll take the announcements. All right, so welcome to the Tribe Lagos. Uh, my name is Ayodele. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. <laughs> All right, um, so the Tribe Lagos is a community of God chasers. Uh, we seek to know God and to make God, God known to the world which is why we are you know on union life and everything but everything that we're doing is to take outside and not for us to just consume in here um turning three very soon can i hear somebody shout uh, yes. like, not, like shout no, well shout well make some noise make come on come on make some noise okay so um please uh would like to be your indulgence after service, we would walk up to a few of you uh, and to make some videos. Uh, we're trying to do some communications for the three yet. Please don't 
be in a hurry to don't be in a hurry to leave would walk up to you and then you know make a video here downstairs so please if cosmos comes to you or i come to you or matthew comes to you to make a video please just indulge us for a few minutes won't take much of your time um also um if anybody did I, for christmas try much for christmas. what did you think about it was it nice good right so we have some things coming up in march so we're trying to see how we can create more merch and also help with like fundraising right so we had a t-shirt and we had a, a cap a face cap we're looking journals, uh, personalized journals for everyone so it's going to start in march but we'd like for you to start taking we'd like to take your orders from now so we can if you want to have something written on it a name um, or anything on journals we're going to make more t-shirts and hats we have those available if you'd like one of those um, the, the picture is not available i've posted a picture on there um, so we're doing some of that as well um, so we are also obviously we're on this union life thing i've taken it very seriously so we have our podcast so if you've missed the union life series from the beginning they are all on apple podcasts um, whatever podcast you use you find it there so from the first series when freddie started um, then the one with Tochuku, then every other person talking for you. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's also there. It's also available. Um, also, we have our album, Lavish, even though we're working on a new album called um, The Body Side Recording Or. But for those of you that have not listened to the Lavish album, I haven't bought the CD. You can buy the CD. We have them available here for a thousand naira. Or you can just download online on all the streaming platforms stream or download the album, Lavish. And there's also the Tapestry, that's our spoken word album. And it's just so sort of like encouraging us. Still has everything about what God thinks about us, and uh, that is all for now. Um, also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Tribe Lakes. What's that? Okay. Um, so I'd like to um, welcome the first. Sorry, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, okay, I'll bounce okay, here. Okay, okay, okay. Thanks. Um, I'll use both mics. Good, good morning, church. Guys, hey, good morning now. Come on, good morning, church. Good morning, church. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.